Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Futures Report for Wednesday the 19th of April. I'm Anthony Day and today we're talking about food. Not the sort of food that you're probably used to. As the world population gets larger, we have to look at more efficient sources of nutrition. Efficient both in terms of the input-output ratio and the hectares or acres of land that are needed for each unit of nutrition. Today's episode is an interview, so here's a man who can talk about the food of the future. My guest today is Leo Taylor. He is founder and CEO of Yumbug. Leo, welcome to the Sustainable Futures Report. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Now, we're talking about food. There's 8 billion people. We passed the 8 billion uh, number for world population last year. Everyone needs to eat. And there are all sorts of different sources of food. And you've come up, you're trying to promote, uh, quite unusual, unusual from a Western point of view, perhaps, uh, an unusual type of food. Tell us more. Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, a startup called Yumbug. Uh, we turn insects, so edible insects, crickets, into ingredients that people love to eat and recognize as food. So mints, strips, burgers, uh, that sort of thing. Right. People love to eat. Now, I see that you've <laughs> launched it in a few restaurants in London. What's the take up like? Well, it's I mean, luckily for us, it's been pretty good. Uh, but but I have to say it totally depends on the kind of restaurant and the clientele of that restaurant. So we have had places that hasn't worked so well. Um, so, you know, places where you have slightly older demographics, a little bit more of a conservative audience, uh, typically doesn't do as well as sort of a young professional sort of trendy uh, kind of restaurant so those are the those are the restaurants that we're going after um so places like tapas bars um they get a mixture of demographics there but um the pizza places burger joints uh that sort of thing where you, where you typically get a younger demographic typically more sort of um interested in the environmental problem and sustainability um a little bit more open-minded to try new things so that's where we've seen a pretty good uptake to the extent that we've tripled the average food takings of a of a brewery uh, uh old street brewery we, we tripled their uh you know average food takings which was mind-blowing for us um we've, we've sold out multiple times in, in a few of these places so so thankfully it's been going well so we're not talking about an exclusive uh, insect menued restaurant we're talking about a traditional restaurant in different types of foods which are putting your products on the menu yeah that's right yeah but we are i have to say changing gears a little bit so looking more at chains so uh, we have started with independence and now looking at, at, at chains to get the stuff out right okay and what sort of reactions are you getting clearly you're getting people who are trying the the product um, and must mm. be enjoying it uh, and uh, and coming back for more but i feel there are a lot of people who think worms crickets what yeah. i don't want to eat that i mean mm. uh, what reactions are you getting well you're, you're you were telling me effectively that it depends on the demographic doesn't it it does massively depend on demographic. Um, I, I have to say there are sort of a, a contingent of empty nesters, which I think is sort of the, the formal term, um, that um, are interested in this. So it's not exclusively young people. I mean, there are some sort of older older pe people hitting their midlife crises or something, um, um, where their kids sort of leave home and, and they want to cook 
delicious things at home. But um, the reactions we get, I mean, vary from, um, oh dear, you know, I, I'm certainly not putting insects in my mouth um, to, you know, to people thinking they're eating lamb um, or beef or, you know, um, meat. Uh, particularly, I think when, uh, but I, I think these tapas places, because it's a very shareable environment, people aren't necessarily ordering um, the crickets or aren't aware the crickets have been ordered. So they're eating, you know, crickets. And, and I've, I've asked them, you know, how, how's the crickets? And, and they're um, convinced that they're eating lamb. Um, so, uh, you know, in, in these in these settings where people are sharing dishes, sometimes you can get people off guard and they think they're eating something that they're actually not. So um, that 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 from our, our perspective, from a sort of taste perspective, is a win for us. Well, presumably you're making it quite clear on the menu that they're not eating lamb. So they're... Uh... Yes. Yeah. It says crickets. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about the restaurants. Um, I believe you've got plans actually to sell product to the domestic consumer. Are mm. you talking about selling ingredients or are you talking about something like ready meals? Well, we are talking uh, about ingredients. So everything that we do is about incorporating insects into everyday meals as an ingredient. Um, that's not to say that at some point we would be looking at ready meals. I think there's a whole host of potential products that insects could go into. Um, where we're starting is with restaurants um, because restaurants are just the best way to introduce people to eating insects. However, um, the, the goal ultimately is to take insects mainstream, which for us is making them available wherever you can buy meat, which means being in supermarkets, which means, you know, um, uh, you know, being in ready meals if people want to pick, pick one up for lunch or something. Um, so that's where we're trying to get to. Um, there is a whole set of challenges with retail and challenges with, with the retail environment. Um, and the main one is really just familiarity and uh, awareness of insects. You know, people, no one goes into Tesco looking for crickets. No one goes into Tesco craving a, a cricket sandwich. Um, so, so this is the challenge that we are trying to overcome with food service, with restaurants, is getting people to try the stuff, getting people talking about it, educating consumers, so that by the time we do hit the supermarkets, they are they, they are aware, at the very least, of why you'd want to be eating insects. You, have you got plans to extend your restaurant trials outside London? 100%. So uh, we are chatting currently to a number of major brands um but while mama have committed to, to, to putting us on which is quite exciting um mm -hmm. so it's that that starts over over summer originally in london so start in london but potentially a full full listing uh, beyond london um we're chatting to brewdog so the ceo of brewdog james watt posted about us yesterday um uh, brewdog are a chain of, of bars and um and uh, breweries um, so obviously they make, they make their, their, their famous craft beer, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, but but that would be another um, sort of um, beyond London partnership. Um, so they serve food as well. So they would have food. They uh, do exactly. Okay. okay, exactly. And and there's a few other um, uh, chains that I probably can't uh, talk too much no. about. Right. Um, but uh, but 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 certainly looking to to go beyond London. And I think you know looking at the UK as a whole is where we would like to be in the in the next year or two. Well, one question we've skated around is why insects? 
Why eat mm. something different from you know what we're used to? Why not eat lamb? Why not eat uh, what we what we're used to? Fantastic question, and this gets to the heart of of why we why Aaron, my co-founder, and I started this. So, insects are one of the most sustainable foods on earth. Um, you know, most one of the most sustainable proteins on earth. Um, that you're looking at about 1,800 times less CO2 uh, than beef per kilogram of protein. So hell of a lot less CO2, um, uh, also compared to other traditional livestock. Um, far less water feed uh, uh, and land comparably as well. So insects can be vertically farmed, which means you're using far less you know, land resource. Um, crickets themselves don't actually drink water. So they, they get the, the, the water from the fruit and veg that they eat. Um, so all of the all of these things mean that insects are you know just incredibly sustainable to produce. Um, uh, there's also the aspect of, of nutrition and health, and this is a really really big uh, point for us as well. Um, uh, crickets are just unbe- unbelievably packed with nutrition. So you're looking at, in a raw cricket about seventy uh, percent uh, protein. So that's three times the protein of beef. Uh, they've got more iron than spinach, more calcium than milk, more potassium than bananas more B12 than red meat, uh, more fibers than brown rice. The list keeps going. Uh, similar omega-3 and 6 to salmon. So they're an incredibly nutritious superfood. Uh, we don't use that term lightly, um, which you can ultimately rear off uh, food waste. Um, so so things that, uh, you know, stuff that would have otherwise ended up in landfill, you can recapture that waste and turn it into this delicious food um which which i have to say is eaten in most parts of the world so 80 percent of countries over 80 percent according to the un um of countries eat eat edible insects um not because they have to but because insects are are delicious so these you know these country people in these countries are actually craving insects as a uh, as a thing that they would would like to eat for dinner so um and i think what's curious about it particularly in the western context is that you know we love shellfish we love prawns um you know we calamari a whole fish um we we love oysters you know all of these things i mean particularly if you think about shellfish like prawns they're really just insects of the sea um and 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 prawns and insects and crickets is, is, uh, specifically are related to the extent that if you're allergic to shellfish you might also be allergic to crickets um because they share common ancestors. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that there really is no good reason why, you know, we are okay with eating a prawn, but not a cricket. Right. So are you actually farming uh, your crickets and your insects at this stage, or are you importing? Uh, so we are doing neither. We're working with a partner farm in Cambridgeshire um, mm-hmm. who, who, who farms the crickets for us, um, and uh, we buy them in as frozen big bags of frozen crickets uh, and then we manage, we turn them into these patties mints and and, and the strips that, that we then sell on to restaurants so uh how do i have to ask this how do they euthanize this them do they do they <laughs> freeze them is that the way that they uh, bring their lives to an end ultimately yes um so um they go through a, a period of hibernation before they are frozen so they go into a fridge which cools them down so similar to you know what would be the case naturally in winter so they, they go into a state of hibernation and then they're frozen and then the freezing kills them yes okay i see so it's it's relatively um uh humane it's better than being bolted in the head a few times you know <laughs> as, as as you might be if you're a cow yeah <laughs> yeah 
yeah. Um, how does how do insects rate with with vegans? Is... Good question. Um, they aren't they aren't vegan because they are an animal. So on yeah. restaurant menus, we are under the meat section, um, and I think it's important to say that we we very much align uh, we feel we align to the vegan mission uh, which is to create ultimately a more more environmentally sustainable food system uh, so we aren't trying to change veganism or vegetarian this is very much about helping meat eaters people who want to eat meat to eat more sustainable meat mm -hmm. so the fact that we are listed under the meat section is great because you've got a meat eater looking for some heat options and you've got a really really sustainable meat option uh, on the menu so um, this isn't strictly vegan. Uh, it isn't veggie, though we find it typically splits veggies. My co-founder is a vegetarian who would eat insects, um, depending on, um, I think, your your reasons for being vegetarian. You know, if you care about the environment, if you care about your, your nutrition, insects would, would fit quite neatly into that. Well, that's really interesting. So going forward, when am I going to be able to uh, get some of your product um, presumably initially it'll be mail order but uh, when will you be opening your online shop it's a really really good question and we've actually retracted a little bit on the online space so we initially started selling only online um but we found that there was a number of issues with it um Right now, the main issue is is delivery cost. When you're shipping, you know, raw meat, <laughs> essentially, um, uh, there's just insane fulfillment costs, shipping costs, um, which neither makes it, you know, really viable for the consumer because they're having to, you know, pay a ten pound, fifty pound delivery fee, um, and it, or it doesn't make it viable for us if we're absorbing it in our margins. So all of our focus is on getting it into restaurants. Um, and, and and creating the accessibility and actually credibility around um uh, around the dish through these restaurants we're leaning on these great chefs on on the brands uh, that these restaurants bring to it as a way to introduce people to insects which actually we found is a much much better introduction rather than you know hoping that people cook up a good meal at home so I think the the online direct to consumer route will come will certainly come back in as an option uh, maybe a year or two down the line but but for the moment given that we're a small team we're only three people <laughs> um you know we are very much focused uh, uh on on the restaurant route um the next step will be retail so how can we get this into shops um so that people can can go in and, and pick it up for their dinner if they if they want to before i think uh, the the online route so what sort of shelf life does it have does it have to be uh, stored frozen it can be frozen or chilled. Uh, you've obviously got a longer shelf life frozen. So you're looking at about a three months shelf life uh, uh, for frozen product uh, and eight days chilled, which is more than your typical, uh, your typical uh, chilled meat product. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I, I will, I'd be interested actually to catch up with you say in 12 months time, uh, hopefully in 12 months mm -hmm. time, there'll be a restaurant a bit closer to me than London. And so that I can where, have an where are you based? Where are you based, Anthony? I'm based in York, which is 200 miles north of London, of course. But um, mm. I'm sure I'm sure there's a, a brew dog or a, a wagamama in in York that you might be able to sort of pop into in the coming months. There is certainly a wagamama. I think there's probably a brew dog as well. Yes. Okay. Mm. Okay. So it'll be nationally um, available in brew dog then. Well. Uh, 
in trials. So we're, we're talking to them now about how we sort of arrange these trials and, and, make, and potentially make that work. Um, if people did want to cook at home, we're, we're chatting to a few um, recipe box companies um that that would you know deliver the whole recipe including including the insect products with a menu card a recipe card uh, that shows you how to cook it up so that would be another option as well right. um right. but um we're a bit too early to uh to to, to say too much about that um, well, just yet. Fair enough. well leo it's been really interesting talking to you another dimension on uh, on food so thank you very much for taking the time to talk to the sustainable futures report no worries thank you so much anthony for, for having us it was uh, it, it was great fun Leo Taylor, CEO of Yumbug. If you come across a branch of Brewdog or Wagamama that is taking part in market trials for Yumbug, would you try what they have to offer? And if not, why not? But if you do decide to give it a try, please do get in touch and let us know what you think. I plan to get back to the subject in 12 months' time or so, We'll see how far things have developed and whether insect-based snacks are now on the menu of your favourite restaurant or pub. Or mine, for that matter. On Friday of this week, I shall be in London at The Big One, the event organised by Extinction Rebellion. I will take my camera and my recorder and I will report back to you next week. You may remember that I've been to events such as these in London before and also in Leeds. It'll be interesting to see how many people actually turn out. As I explained last time, this is going to be a non-violent demonstration, as always. And this time, nothing is going to be broken and no one is going to glue themselves to anything. The organisers hope for hundreds of thousands of people. It'll be really interesting to see exactly how many people do turn out and how many people stay for the full four days. I live 200 miles away from London, so I shall only be down there for the Friday, and I expect there will be many people in the same situation. Will you be there? If not, why not? And if you are, please get in touch and share with us what you thought about it and whether you think we're going to be able to make changes and change minds. Or have we reached a level of protest fatigue? Are we so cynical of our British politicians that the thought of influencing them to do anything positive or imaginative is alien to most people? Whether you'll be in London or not, please do let me have your thoughts and ideas for next Wednesday's edition. Either way, we're making history. Let's hope it will be a headline, not a footnote. Well over 450 editions of the Sustainable Futures Report have gone out now. How long shall I keep going? Are you enjoying the episodes? Are there different topics that I should be including? Are there people that you'd particularly like me to try and interview? Is there anything in particular that you don't like and you'd like me to change? There's no point in my doing this if it's not what anybody wants. I make a thing of my independence, given that I don't accept sponsorship, advertising or subsidies, but of course, if I take that too far and my opinions are of no interest, then, as I say, there is no point in carrying on. I love feedback, so I look forward to hearing from you with your ideas. I also love patrons, so if you're not a patron, please go to patreon.com SFR and make a small contribution towards the cost of running what is a non-profit, and that doesn't mean non-loss, operation. Warm thanks to my loyal band of patrons who have been supporting me 
for many months and in some cases for years. I'll be back next week with another edition of the Sustainable Futures Report as long as I've not been arrested on Friday. But for the moment, that was the Sustainable Futures Report. I'm Anthony Day. Until next time. Thank you.